You are arrogant, hot-tempered, entirely too bold. I like that. Welcome to Black Irish Podcast. Welcome to an all-new episode of Black Irish Podcast with myself, Brendan McCorkle, or as I'm known in the rap world, B-Complex. Just kidding. Uh, Mike cannot be with me today. He's going through some shit, and he honestly doesn't like to be on the show unless he could be 80 to 100%, and he couldn't be that today. So, here I am, on my lonesome. So, uh, honestly, I don't know how you guys feel about this, uh, me going solo. So feel free, feedback's always appreciated. I don't even care if it's bad feedback, like, this guy sucks, asshole. Like, thanks, what kind? I don't know. Uh, I don't care, because it doesn't hurt my feelings. I'd either decide that you're an idiot and not care, or take it as constructive criticism. So, anyway, I don't even know what I was talking about. I just got back from the gym, so, uh, yeah, gym people are weird, man. Now that I'm kind of a regular at the gym, it's interesting. It's interesting because now I've I've gone, I kind of go whenever I can, but I like to go in the morning. It just makes me feel good about my day. But if I can't, as long as I go, I actually kind of enjoy going at night, like to round out my day. It, it, you know, the gym is like 10 minutes away from me driving. So it's kind of perfect. It's not like at home where it's like you work out and you're done and you're like, <sighs> get out and you're sweating and get out of the shower it's gross it's like no it's you got some chill time to drive home roll down the windows don't even need the ac you know um but anyway so i've been at all hours of the day and i know who goes at what times regularly and then i just see all these other people um like the hats people and sunglasses like get the fuck out of this place dude like listen I know I go to a like a high profile gym or whatever but still come on dude it's inside by the way you'll never see a woman doing it you'll never see a girl inside with sunglasses everybody be like get the fuck out of here this stupid lady no 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 but guys doing it's like ugh Okay, I don't know. Does anybody except the person doing it think it's cool? I don't think so. You can't. You cannot think it's cool. If you're just fucking... Like, I would rather have somebody wearing a fucking fanny pack working out with me, my buddy, than have him wearing sunglasses. Are you kidding me? What a dick knuckle. Ugh, gross. Anyway, so those kind of people I just avoid. Like, I'm like, wherever they are, I need to get the fuck away from there. Because they just bother me. They take me out of my zone. I like to just go there. It's my happy place, man. Like, I, did, I really realized, like, I thought it was. And then as I was turning in today, I saw the sign for it. And I was like, I got, like, a little bit of extra energy, like, out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, that's happiness. That's what that feels like. Okay. All right. Let's let's remember that one. Okay. Let's go hit this gym. So, I ended up going for like two hours today. Just, I don't know why. 
I feel like I don't, I don't know. In my, in my brain, if I'm not constantly progressing, then I'm not doing a good enough job. So it's like, like I went with my buddy, uh, who is just the uh, gym machine. He's the man. I love going with him. Even though I know he likes going kind of separate and doing his own thing. That's his happy place too. He spaces out. Um, I like going with him because he he shows me how to do new things. And I'm like, sweet. I'm going to do that for the next two months until we go again. And then I'll learn something new. He's also the guy that like, we go and work out together, and then he opens up his gym bag and busts out a couple of powders and starts throws them in a bottle. He's like, here, you got to chug this. I just take supplements like drugs. Like, I chug it, and I'm like, what was that? <laughs> you know, I'm just like, I, I judge these things off performance, not projection. So I'm like, oh, what what is this supposed to do? After it's already in my body, like, oh, I never prepare for the ride. I just jump on. Anyway... What was I saying about this guy? I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah, but we get... I don't like going with the douchebag, near the douchebag guys. There's also the guys that walk around, and it's only guys. It's only guys. I never see chicks doing this. Such a alpha th bro thing to do. But, like, they'll go over to any type of machine with pulleys. Never with free weights. Any machine with pulleys, and they'll put it on, like, a heavy weight or, like, the whole stack, which is, like, 150 pounds is usually the max on those things. Which is a lot. Don't get me wrong. But eh, it ain't like you lift in the world there, sweetheart. So they'll go over, and they'll do one set of, like, ten, and then whack! Like, let it drop so it's like, makes a big noise. It's a big deal. And then they walk away after one set. It's like, uh, who was that for? Hmm, okay. Alright. Uh, and then it's not even like anybody else has to undo all the weight. All you do is take out a silly little pin and just move it up like six inches. Okay, now it's not so heavy. I don't know. There's a guy, it, there was also one of these dudes that does that. I saw him at the gym today, and he was on one of those pulling machines, and it's at a bench. An incline bench, but it was laying flat, so just a regular bench, ding dong. And he grabs the pulley, and he goes, and he's laying on the floor, and he stretches his arm, and the, his tricep is laying on the top of the bench, and he's doing, like, bicep curls, and he's doing, like, two plates, which is, like, 15 pounds. And you're like, what? I just kept kind of looking over, like... Am I missing something? Is he... Like, is he doing it with a finger? What is happening here? Because it's one of those buff guys that does a one-set rack on these stupid machines. And then he's laying down on the floor like he's got to get the earth underneath him to pull this weight. And then it's like 15 pounds. <laughs> like, the old lady that's going to do her rows next isn't even going to change it. She's going to be like, ooh, delightful. It's already set for me. So, I don't know. Those kind of people make me just like, God. Ugh. I guess there's nowhere you can go and avoid people like that. Oh, wow. I will say that it also, gym people are just diehards or idiots or both, I think, probably. I'm in, 
I'm in the middle of that Venn diagram myself. But there's been two times now, one of them was the other day, that I've been at the gym, the fire alarm has gone off, and nobody does shit. They just keep working out. And I, like, stop, look around, look at the staff, and, like, some of the staff, like, kind of looked around, like, are we supposed to do something? And then, like, nobody checks to see if there's actually a fire. And everybody just kind of keeps working out, like, slowly to see if anybody starts running and then just gets back to normal pace within, like, a minute. And then this thing goes off for, like, five minutes. Everybody still goes. I thought that was interesting. Me included. I was just like, fucking. Oh, well. I know I'm faster than half of these people. I'll get the fuck out of here. Uh, I don't know if I get around all the people in the locker room, though. I That's the other kind of person in the locker room is people that walk around naked. And in this particular gym, it's black guys and old guys. Mainly, uh, I'm guessing, like Jewish and Italian guys, just by the conversations that I overhear in the locker room. But it's like, I don't know. Like, like, the old guys just don't care. The black guys, I get it. It's like, you know, take what you can while you can, where you can. So, you know, show off. But it's also one of those things where it's like, if something is interesting, it's hard for me not to look. And then, it's like, okay, you're just hanging out naked. You're like, you know, doing all your upper half stuff. Like, who puts on their t-shirt and chains and hat before they put on their underwear? Like, you're trying to show your dick off. I get it. But that being said, if I happen to glance at your dick, and then you look at me sideways, like, listen, man, if we both don't want to look at your me looking at your dick, then why don't you cover it up? Otherwise, one of us is uncomfortable, and that's not cool for anybody. I just don't understand that process. Or that philosophy, like... Somebody catch you looking at your dick that you're swinging around, just be like, yeah. You want to say hello? Probably not. It's scary. Oh, I, I only bring that up because I had one of these fellows down the row from me the other day when I went to go, I was locked, I locked myself out of my locker. And it's not what you think. I think, I don't think I was high. Regardless. Uh, I have this lock, and it's a number combo, and it's not the most expensive lock, but it's not the cheapest lock, and I go, I've had this lock since I've started going to the gym, so however long that's been, and I go out, do my workout, I come back, and it's at night when they're closing, I think it was on a Sunday, so they close at like 7, so it's like 10 minutes to close. And I go to get my crap and get out of there. I don't like to be last minute, but I was getting as much out of it as I could while I was there. So I go to my locker and I put in my code and it won't open. I'm like, oh my god. And then I'm like, all right. Let me kind of... It did this the other day where it was kind of weird and I had to jiggle it and then it came out. So then I start messing with it. And this dude is like five feet away from me on the other side taking his sweet ass naked time and I'm just like god damn it of all the times that I need to open this quickly 
Oh, I'm not hanging around this dick all day. This is the time my lock gets stuck. I'm just like, motherfucker. It's like, well, at least if I'm just concentrating on this lock, I'm not going to be looking at this guy's dick. I'm trying not to look at dicks because I don't want to. But naked people are interesting. I don't know. So, anyway... I just like seeing what people look like. Not necessarily dudes. Like, that's just kind of like a default. Like, I don't really care. I prefer seeing women naked. Um, if anything. But it's, I just like seeing what things look like without everything held together. Like, what do you really look like? That's all I really care about. I don't even, you know, necessarily care about what you look like. If you're good looking or bad looking. I just want to look like, what do you really look like? Okay. Cool, and then I move on. But if you keep swinging your dick around, you know, that's why the windmill and the miniature golf course is distracting, you know? I don't know. So I'm trying to get my fucking lock undone, and it's not going well, as you can imagine. So then finally I'm like, okay, it's been like almost five minutes here, and I'm like, I've changed the combination. I've tried every, every, like one-off combination and pulling and tugging and twisting and doing all this stuff not on the guy's dick on the lock so then at this point i'm like fuck it five minutes to close i gotta get i gotta get somebody so i went up to the front asked the dude i was like you got somebody with bolt cutters because i can't get into my lock it's like okay we'll get a maintenance guy over there so now they're like starting to clean up so apparently they're like they close their doors at like 10 till 7 and then they kind of like walk around like, come on guys, like get the fuck out of here. But they can't just like shut off the lights. I don't know. So I'm waiting like 15 minutes for this guy. And so finally I like walk back and then I'm just like, God damn it. And grab my towel and my water and I like go and walk over. And I kid you not, I like sneezed. And the lock came undone. I was like, motherfucker. And then so I grabbed my stuff and I was like, oh, okay. And then I started walking out and I tell the guy, I was like, listen, man, it's, I got it. Don't worry about it now. And he's like, oh. Like he looks sad that he didn't get to use the bolt cutter. I was like, I'm probably never going to use it again. I can go put it back on if you like. But he was kind of bummed out. But anyway, what are you going to do? Go to the gym, get muscles. Be American. Speaking of which, I am America, motherfucker. I, uh, there is an eagle. I, it may be a hawk. But I'm pretty sure it was an eagle. It was in my garage yesterday. I just walked out to get a water. I think to go to the gym. And I was like, I heard something and, like, there was a big wing. But I heard a flap and I was like, huh, what the hell was that? Was that a bat? Because it was already in here. So that's weird. And then I go and I look over and I was like, oh shit, that has talons and a nice yellow beak. And then I just took a shit, to shit ton of pictures of it because it was really fucking rad. Um, so yeah, that's the, my house has a mascot. I guess my neighbor calls him Tony. I just called him Waldo because he immediately, like once I... Got him out of the garage, back to the backyard. Uh, he went and got perched up on a fence. I went to take a picture, and I was like, oh, man, I could hardly see him. So then I figured I'd call him Waldo. 
So I call him Waldo. My neighbor calls him Tony. And yeah, that's the mascot of our home. Is a fucking eagle. What do you guys got? Huh? Huh? Nothing? Colt 45 can? Two zigzags? Maybe that's all we need. Uh, if I had a mascot for myself, though, I'd be a chameleon. Let's just be honest here. Uh, not necessarily. I just... I tend to be able to get along with most people. It doesn't really matter who they are or what the situation is. As long as they're not a like a just a dick of a person or like we just don't get along or I'm not being a dick, like I can genuinely and generally get along with most people. So uh yeah. Mike what might be. Mike would be fucking Eeyore. <laughs> That's mean. <laughs> But sometimes it's true. Uh, and I know that's not nice to say because that's something that, you know, everybody deals with differently. But uh, Eeyore is not a real animal. That's a character. And he doesn't have a real tail, which Mike says he would never date anybody with a tail, which I think is a little, I think it's a little over the top. Like, I don't know. What's an acceptable tail size? Like if it just looks like a, a vertebrae coming out of the back, like a couple inches, like it looks like it's like hurts the skin almost, like it's poking out, but it's just a tail. I don't think that's bad. Like a joystick. Never mind. Um, hmm. I don't know, man. Anything longer than a tongue, I think, is too much. If your tail's longer than a tongue, then we can't fuck. I don't think. Well, maybe we can't, just once. But that's it. Oh, but then, what if you do it for the story, and then it's the best? Figure out some weird thing to do. Oh, and then that becomes your thing? You're a tail person fucker? Oh, I mean, that's a limited pool. What if, (laughs) what if you're ugly and then you have that fetish and then there's only like, you know, 25 people in the world and they're all like, not doing it with you, brother. Like, oh man, never going to get a boner with another person. That would be awful. Uh, So yeah, I think Mike would be a dinosaur. That's what Mike's life mascot would be, because they're real. And there was an article, we never talked about it, but they're they're digging up human fossils in South Africa that are dated a million years prior to when they originally thought man lived in that area. So instead of like 2.3 million years ago, it was 3.3 million years ago or something like that. Um, once you get past 1.3, I mean, who's counting, right? But... Yeah, so I wanted to ask him, I'm like, okay, there's still humans walking around, they're finding fossils, are those fake fossils? I don't know. He's got a pretty hard stance on this dinosaur thing. Which, I don't know, I think my kids are going to break him, to be quite honest, because he can't say no to my kids. Which, speaking of which, oh, I don't know if it's better or worse that Mike's not here for this, but uh, I shit my pants. 
Like legit. Not shart. Not fart. Squirt. No. Shit my pants. Because uh, I'm trying to get back on... Listen. I'm trying to get back on the healthy train. So I switched up my diet drastically and immediately. As I usually do. So I went from eating like seven... Uh, Bontini cupcakes. Uh, which my friend taught this trick if you get the nothing bunt cake or if you get a cupcake really any cupcake with whipped cream on the top all you got to do is like break the cupcake in half and then flip it over and then you make like a sandwich and then you don't get whipped cream all over your face and frosties uh so anyway i went from eating like six of those and a tri-tip and all this shenanigans a smorgasbord uh to like, okay, I'm going to immediately start eating healthy again and taking supplements. Um, so I was sitting on the couch with my little dude. And uh, my mother-in-law was out with my now nine-year-old. And so I'm just sitting on the couch waiting for my nine-year-old to get dropped off. And I go to just, you know, let a little gas out because... The other thing about switching up your diet is you get a little gassy. A little gassy with some greens. And I had Brussels sprouts, so who doggy. Um, so then I went to just let a little out, and then I felt a warm sensation spreading over my cheeks. And oh, baby. <sighs> little man was like, hey, Daddy, can't wait. I was like, Connor, I need to just go. I'll be back when I'm back. <laughs> he was like, okay. So I had to carefully waddle all the way back to the back bathroom because this was a bidet all the way situation. There was no getting out of here alive with just regular TP or even wet wipes. Like this was an all hands on deck situation. So <sighs> I'm kind of trying to go fast, but be clean and as efficient as possible because my four-year-old is in or all soon to be four year old is in the living room pushing all the buttons going daddy i can't get it to work and i'm like oh no he's got to start deleting apps and who knows what so i'm like trying to get this done so i'm like just put it down put it down <sighs> and i take a deep breath and i gaze down at my drop pants and then i look and then it <laughs> It looks like what I can only describe as a big girl with some off-colored lipstick kissed the inside of my drawers. It was not a good look. So now at this point, I look up at my most shameful moment in life, re in recent memory. And my three-year-old is standing at the doorway just saying... Daddy, I'm going to stand over here. Daddy, I'm going to stand over here. I'm like, okay. Okay. So somebody's witnessing this. This is okay. All right. Well, whatever. You won't tell anybody. So I do my standard bidet situation. You know, sit down. You know, I'm sitting down, do my wipe. I stand up and do an additional wipe. Now, I, I don't know how everybody else does this. But... I've always, since my preteen years, basically when pubes started to arrive and I was thinking like a man, inventing things, like ways to wipe your butthole, um, 
I always did a final wipe when I stood up because I wanted to just make sure that, it, you know, different angles for the dangle. You know what I'm saying? And I always do up and down. I know there's a lot of information, but so I always did sit down and a stand up. That being said, it's important to this story because my three-year-old is standing at the door saying, don't show me that. Don't show me your butt. Your butt is yucky, daddy. And I'm like, well, you know, you don't have to be standing there, dude. And then right as I was regretting everything in life, he goes, daddy, your pee-pee's too big. Way too big. I'm like, that's right. They said, like chalk. I was like, whoa! We talking about sidewalk chalk, son? I can't be having this conversation with you. Is that, wait, second grade chalkboard chalk? What? Never mind. Dad doesn't have a needle dick. Get out of here. Get out of here. Oh, but that's kids, man. That's having kids. You know? Sometimes I fantasize about getting arrested just on a misdemeanor just for like one evening. Just to spend the night in jail, like, just to not deal with the kids. You know what I mean? No? Yeah? Just me? I don't know. Risk reward. Just saying. It's an easy decision for me. Oh. Moving on to sports. Because why not? NBA. This is where Mike usually has all the deets. Uh, NBA free agency. There's not a whole lot of big stuff. There's a lot of big re-signs. Um... Carl Anthony Towns re-signed a Supermax. Uh, Jokic signed a Supermax. Uh, the big thing is Kyrie and KD and where they're going to go. Um, you know, KD to the Suns makes a lot of sense still. Uh, I think that, believe it or not, Minnesota... I know that Mike thinks I'm crazy, but I think Minnesota has... Enough pieces with just Cat and KD that can basically get rid of everything else, you know. Because Brooklyn's basically asking for a monumental haul, is quote-unquote what they're saying. And honestly, with Minnesota, it's like, yeah, take everybody else. I don't care. And our picks. Give us KD. That's fine. We'll win with two people. It's been done before. Um, and then there's an outside chance that Kyrie comes to the Lakers, which as a Lakers fan, I would love, I would love. If there's a way to send a couple draft picks and Russell Westbrook out of here, send them to Brooklyn. Go, go be out there famous. Nobody gives a shit, man. Um, and bring Kyrie. Everybody forgets who his dad is, man. This kid's a baller. Um, yeah, because, I mean, shoot. L.A. loves the Lakers. If for nothing else, bring Kyrie here and with all his vaccine stuff. They'll lift all the mandates in L.A. We need Kyrie in L.A. Hear our plea. We need Kyrie. Ugh. Let us just live a normal life and let everybody make their own damn minds up. 
I'm not trying to get political. I just, I don't know. I think everybody should be able to do what the fuck they want, man. Everybody's getting told what to do too much. And it's not even good stuff. You're going to tell people, like, fucking be happy, motherfucker. All right. Well, listen. I'm listening. But if not, if you're just going to be like, be scared forever. Don't go outside. It's like, well, you know, no thanks. Why don't we shut down the internet for a month and see what happens? That'd be fucking chaos, wouldn't it? That sounds fun. What were we talking about? NBA. NBA talk on the ones and twos. Fucking whatever it is. Whenever you're listening to this. Um, Yeah, NBA. I mean, the Bulls sign Goran Dragic. Like, there's there's minimal moves happening. There's not... There's not a lot of big landings yet. Um, the fact that DeAndre Aiden's still out there, like, I just, I don't, I don't understand that. Um, yeah, it's just, there's, there's some, the NBA is weird with how they do contracts, man. It seems like everybody signs Supermax and then two years into it, they're going somewhere else or I don't like getting bought out for a ridiculous amount of money. And then it hurts the team for a year and then they're over it. Like I, just, I don't, I don't under pretend to understand the NBA too much. Um, especially with contracts. But what I do understand is that the video game version NBA 2k 23 is coming out and they decided to make Jordan the cover, which I don't know why. Because Jordan's real number is 45, so he should be another 22 years before he's on the cover. Oh, on to UFC 276. Uh, Jim Miller beat Donald Cerrone in what I kind of barely half watched because it was not very entertaining. Um, And then Donald Cerrone retired. He put his cowboy hat and gloves in the middle of the ring or octagon or whatever, which it's like, dude, all right. You're not that beloved. Like, yeah, you were pretty awesome for a period of time, but like, just go ride your sea dudes and don't, Pretend like everybody loves you because they don't. Uh, Sean O'Malley, his contest was a no contest, in fact, because he kept poking the other guy in the fucking eye. You can't poke people in the eye. And he was kind of like, man, I should have won that fight. And it was like, well, no, you can't poke people in the eye a bunch. And, you know, I don't know if the other guy was necessarily losing that bad. It was pretty, I mean, Sean O'Malley was winning, but not by much. He just kept poking the guy in the eye. It was like two in the eye for sure, and then one like nearly there. It's like, okay. (sighs) Would you just stop, buddy? So, he was the guy that I couldn't decide if I liked or not. And that makes me decide that I don't like him. So, suck a butt, Sean O'Malley. Robbie Lawler got TKO'd by Brian Barbara. Sorry I said your name wrong, but you won the fight, so what do you care? 
that was a pretty decent fight. Robbie Lawler is just a brawler, so his fights are always fun to watch. His fight against Rory McDonald was just an all-time scrap fest. I love that fight. Um, so that one, uh, the underdog one, but that one, I was kind of leaning that way anyway, so that was nice. Uh, Sean Strickland versus Alex Pereira. Pereira? I don't know. I, my brain cannot function on names today. Um, Alex won via TKO. Uh, that one was a pretty good fight. Uh, Sean Strickland came out looking pretty good and then got dominated, but, um, he looked a lot better than I thought he was going to. He just looks kind of like a bit of a schlub, but he, you know, he came out and, and did his thing. He looked, he looked pretty good for a loser, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Um... The Volkanovski-Holloway fight uh, went the distance. Unanimous decision. Volkanovski retained. So that trilogy is over. Holloway should not get any more uh, rematches, in my opinion. But I know he still gets a big draw. But, uh, you know, he's kind of... Max Holloway, I think, floated quickly into that Frankie Edgar territory where it was like he was on fire and almost unbeatable for, you know, three years. But then... In MMA, man, that's a long time to be on top, three years. That's a long time. That's like at least five events. Because you're usually fighting every six to nine months, depending on if you get jacked up or not. So, you know, he was he was the man for a while. But then he got injured. And you're just kind of never the same after an injury. And I don't care what anybody says. You know, I've barely been injured, but... So I don't really know what I'm talking about, but I just, you know, I seen the Bo Jackson 30 for 30, which by the way, is just a masterpiece. Bo Jackson's a treasure. Uh, it's called, you don't know Bo. And he has a fantastic book. Bo knows Bo. Um, but Bo, my man, Bo Jackson was like, yeah, I was never going to be that again, but I was going to try and be as close to it as I could. You know, and he was one of the rare few people that was able to get pretty close. But even he was like, yeah, I was never the same. And he had like the best surgeons and did the best rehab and all that blah, 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 blah. So, uh, yeah, so Max Holloway, um, you know, maybe he he has that second resurgence like Frankie Edgar did. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, where Max Holloway goes from here. I'm interested. But Volkanovski is just... He's a warrior. Nothing else to say about him. Um, Adesanya! Got uh, got his money's worth against Jared Kananier. Kananier was the way they were saying it, but I don't know. It kept going back and forth with the people that, that were hanging out. Watching it with us, like how do wait? How would you say it? it just didn't make sense. Uh, pretty good fight, but Adesanya, you know, did his thing and and powered through. So that one wasn't as exciting as I was hoping for. So Adesanya won by unanimous decision. Uh, that was giving up a lot of money to make not very much. So I stayed away from from the two main events because they went the way that everybody expected. Champions retain. Uh, moving on to the NFL. 
So Jimmy G is most likely going to get traded or let go, waived by the 49ers, which is my team. And I actually got gifted this beautiful signed Joe Montana poster by my buddy who's uh, one of my best friends, actually, who is moving back east. So we had them over on Saturday evening just uh, just say goodbye and... Uh, yeah, so Jimmy G to where? I don't know. I was thinking it was going to be funny to ask Mike because he just shut me down so quickly uh, about Jimmy G going to the Browns. Like, if if the Niners wave him, would the Browns pick him up for one year on, like, a veteran's minimum and be like, listen, bro. Deshaun's out for a year. Or whatever it ends up being. I don't think we know yet. Maybe we do and I just don't. Um, assuming it's a year. That's what everybody's been floating around. Like, listen, this will be your showcase. You get the Cleveland Browns pretty badass offense for a year. And then, you know, go sign in. Washington, or wherever you're going to go. You know, Minnesota, Nolens, wherever you're going to go. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a viable option for them. That way they don't have to pay his full salary. Because if you trade for him, you got to pay that salary. I think that's how it works again. This is where Mike is usually my buffer, where he's like, yep, that's right, we can move on. Or he's like, no, no, no. Here's what really happens in the underbelly of whatever. Uh, I did notice in kind of looking through the NFL stuff just to see what's going on. I didn't realize, dude, it's a month away from the Hall of Fame game. The first preseason game is a month away. That's insane. Football's back? Like, that's exciting, but shit. That was fast. <sighs> I gotta start looking at fantasy football already. I usually don't do that until like preseason week one. Then I'll look. But I did notice that the Packers have zero receivers now. Alan Lazard is their number one receiver. Give me a break. Come on, dude. Oof, it's gonna be rough there. I don't care how good Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers are. That's two people, man. That's two people. Packers offense isn't going to be as good as it, as it was in years past. It's going to be a rough one, as they say in Wisconsin. Um, my early fantasy predictions. I was going to ask Mike about fantasy predictions. So, guess what? My early fantasy predictions. I'm going to beat the brakes off all these motherfuckers again, as I usually do. Um, not usually, but when my head's in the game, I'm pretty hard to beat and I plan on having my head in the game for a very long time. Uh, if not forever, but I don't want to get bored, so I can't beat them all the time. I'm just going to try and I think there's, we have a trophy. Our league's called you're all fucked in the head because we are. Griswold-esque. And, um, 
There are six times four. There's 24 slots on the trophy, right? Six, nope, 18. Six times three. Uh, we've been doing it for 12 years, 13 years. I think there's five slots left. And this will be my second time on there. Or there's four slots left now. So if I win out, I'll have the most spots on the trophy. Uh, the maestro, my dad, has four spots, I think. And then uh, one of my other very good friends... He's got four, I believe. So I think they both have four. And then we have scattered. I have two. My brother has one. My sister has one. Um, other friend has one. So we've got some scattered ones. I've got two and a couple of fours. So if I can win out or if I can win another two and those other... Uh, dong fuckers don't win um because that's ultimately what it's about is the overall win and i didn't win for the first like nine years it was pretty pretty intense um so much so there's one time i was going into the last game of the season uh, it was the year my little sister won. And we were going off at points only in the beginning. So it was like the most points for the year. So it was legit the best team won. And it was going down to the Sunday night game. And I was up by like three points. And she had like, uh, at the time, I think, Corey Dillon when he was on the Bengals. No, that can't be right. Somebody else on the Bengals, the running back. And like Cincinnati defense or something like that. And my little brother so desperately either didn't want her to win or wanted me to win. And he asked my dad, he's like, can I call, uh, was it Levy Smith at the time? Whoever the Bengals, I don't think it was Marvin Lewis, but maybe it was Marvin Lewis. And he's like, can I call the coach and ask him to bench him? <laughs> Just so that I could win the league. Needless to say, I did not win the league and that did not happen, nor did the phone call. Uh, but, you know, when you're a kid, what do you do? I got in trouble as a kid for prank calling my own house. How fucking lame is that? Not for me, for my parents. Bunch of lame asses. It was during the Super Bowl, one of the many times the Bills got dominated in the Super Bowl. Actually, I got two stories about that string of the Bills sucking ass. The first is uh, McDonald's used to have, back in the day, these little coupons that were like checkbooks. They were McDonald's bucks, I guess. I don't know. So you would buy those. You know, it's like 10 bucks, got you a $10 thing, and you would give somebody in their stocking Christmas or as a birthday present or whatever. So I'd gotten, you know, one of these things, and I was gambling. I don't know, maybe I was eight. Uh, I was gambling on the bills. Super Bowl, and I picked the Bills, and I had to put up, I made a deal with an adult, he was betting real cash money, real George Washington's $1 bills, 
but I had to put up two McDonald's dollars for every one real dollar. So I was like, you're on, motherfucker. Put out your five. I got ten of these babies. Uh, needless to say, that was my first real loss in gambling. Um, where I was like, ooh, I felt that one. All right. No Mickey D's. Because we didn't eat out a lot. So that was like a, you know, that was valuable. And so that was the first run with the Bills. The second time, uh, you know, I'm bouncing around. I'm one year older. We're bouncing around the neighborhood, going to a friend's house. My sisters, I know my sisters are at my house. I know my parents are across the street at the adults party. And I'm with the boys up at another friend's house up the street. So we know that my sisters are at our house with the other girls. So we're calling prank calling the house I just happened to call when my mom walked over and they're like oh the the boys are prank calling the house I call my mom answers she's like get your ass home and I'm like what I'm getting in trouble for prank calling on Super Bowl Sunday okay and that I was grounded to the house for the rest of the day what kind of lame shit is that man prank calls oh jerky boys Things of that nature. I'm totally over it, though. But had the Bills won, my life would have been completely different. None of that would have happened. So, thanks a lot, Buffalo. For nothing. Man, you guys even claim that you guys invent stuff, like different kinds of mustard. I don't know. You guys are sketchy over there, Bills Mafia. Oh, you know what's not sketchy? I've been watching what I've been watching lately. Uh, I watched The Bad Guys, which is a kid's movie. It's on Peacock, which is nice because it's also in theaters, I think. Or nowhere except for Peacock. So if you're a parent, that one's not a bad one to, to hang out with the kids and have on. It's a decent get-through movie. It's not bad. Um, I also took the kids to see The Rise of Gru. This is two years coming. I was supposed to take my oldest a couple of years ago. We were supposed to go down and uh, see BattleBots live, which we both love BattleBots. And uh, yeah, so it was BattleBots and The Rise of Gru was coming out. Now this was April of 2020. So as you can imagine... That was a month after the world shut down, so that shut down as well. So, The Rise of Gru got delayed two years because unlike Trolls and all these other movies that came out on streaming, they're like, screw it, we'll just get some rentals and some buys, and we'll jack up the price on those to cover the ticket sales. Rise of Gru was like, no, 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 we're going to hold out, we're going to hold out, we're going to hold out. And it was probably a great, great decision for them because, you know, they sell min Minion everything. You know, cups and butt rags and whatever they sell. Um, so, anyway, I took the kids to the Rise of Gru. Took them in the middle of the day. It's hot where we are. So I took them at 140. Hottest part of the day. So we walk in. We, I'm like getting... There's no cell service. I'm trying to pull up the tickets that are on my phone. That's why, you know, a lot of people, like at the gym, I have my little scanner, my little card. It looks like a 
supermarket club card. And I scan that. And they're like, you know, you could do it on your phone. I'm like, yeah, but what if my phone does a weird thing and doesn't work? Analog works sometimes. I don't know. So, anyway, we go. I have, like, guy scans my ticket. And I'm like, okay, wrangling the kids. I'm like, okay, let's get your let's get your concessions, your whatever. So we go, get in line, get the concessions. We're a couple minutes late. It's like 1.43. So I'm like, all right, we're a couple minutes late. So we book it around the corner. There's nine movie theaters. And we see a couple of groups of adults and little kids going in to the farthest theater, theater nine. So we're like, cool, sweet. Go on in there, get up to our seats. It's, you have to like, it's assigned seating. You have to pick your seats before you go in this theater. So we go in, sit in our back row seats, pop up. We're all snacking, watching previews. Previews are always like 20, 30 minutes these days, especially for kids movies. Cause they're like, Oh, you didn't like this one. Bang. This one, bang, this one, bang, this one. It's like, ugh. They're not even going to remember by the time the movie's over, you dicks. So we go through 25 minutes of previews. And then lights go down. The Disney marquee pops up. And I was like, motherfucker. This is a DreamWorks film. And then Pixar shows up and I go, we've already seen this movie. Sure enough, Lightyear starts and I'm like, kids, grab your shit. We're in the wrong theater. <laughs> so we run down the stairs, run out. I'm like, kids, just stand right here. I asked somebody who's going in the theater to go sweep up everybody else's garbage, which by the way, just throw your own garbage away. If you accidentally spill, okay, but try and remember to throw your shit away. It's just like, come on. Um, anyway, soapbox kicked over. Uh, I was like, hey, what, uh, Minions, what theater is it? He goes, what time? 1.40. He looks, he goes, uh, theater seven. So I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. So I go in and everybody's wearing glasses and I look at the screen and it's like, you know, overlap four times. I'm like, oh, it's a 3D movie. That's right. It's 3D. I bought this tickets like two weeks ago, so I forgot. So I go, we get up to the seats, sit them down. I go, you guys snack on this. Let me go run out. So I run out to the front where they scan your tickets originally. And there's a thing of glasses that are right there. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, duh, that's what you grab when you go in. A nay nay. Not this time, brother man. Because what happened is it was actually really cool. She goes, oh, three adults? I go, no, two kids and one adult. She had to ask because they're different sizes. So the person that scanned my tickets just they blatantly ignored everything, which I get it. It's my fault for not asking, not looking at the tickets first to see what theater it was playing in. I get it. However, this all could have also been avoided had the person been saying, hey, here's your glasses. Go to theater seven. Anyway, I went to the wrong theater. Not the most embarrassing movie theater story, though. I, not embarrassing, just kind of whatever. I don't even remember what the movie was because I was pretty soused. Uh, but I was working out in 
Palm Springs, the desert, going out there like a few days a week is installing appliances and Palm Springs. It was not the funnest thing in the world to do. Um, that being said, there was a dude that lived out there that we hung and partied with. And one night we wanted to go to the movies. So I was like, all right, you're good. So let's go to the movies. And <laughs> we got, we were pretty tossed and we decided it was a good idea. There was like one other couple in the theater and they were sitting way in the front and we were sitting like way in, towards the back. And I forget what movie it was. Um, yeah, I don't even remember. But at some point we decided it would be a good idea to start smoking. Not weed, cigarettes. Like the, mo like the most foul, like fuck you in your face. And we started that about halfway through the movie. And I think we got about three quarters of the way through the movie. And then... <laughs> <laughs> they came in and shut it down. I was like, listen, we don't know who's doing it. We're not blaming anybody, but this movie's over. Please get out. And so those poor, the poor couple that had to sit in the theater with these assholes smoking didn't get to see the end of the movie that we were in. <laughs> Such a dickhead thing to do. Oh, that's why I look at these fucking you know 20 year old kids these mid 20 year olds i'm like man you think you're an adult you're not i'm barely an adult i'm an adult on paper but obviously based on what you've heard i'm fucking not much more than that yeah i don't know anyway i just find that fucking like, it, it wasn't meant to hurt anybody. It was just for the sake of seeing if we could get away with it. You know what I mean? Sometimes that's good enough. I think that's why I don't remember what the movie was. Because I didn't fucking care. It was so much fun to smoke a cigarette in a movie theater. It's like, yeah, fucking... It's 9 o'clock on a Tuesday, man. Nobody gives a fuck right now, okay? <laughs> but I get it. Can't burn the fucking place down. Because people that are smoking in a movie theater aren't exactly concerned about where they're ashing their cigarettes. Even though we, you know, we were. But you wouldn't assume that. Doing everything else a dickhead would do, why would you stop there? Cleaning up ashes. Oh, speaking of why would you stop there, I saw a trailer today for Clerks 3. Not one, not two, but three. And it looks pretty good. Uh, you know. I've got faith that I've heard I heard an interview with Kevin Smith, I want to say eight years ago, ten years ago, something like that. It was a long time ago. It was on Sirius XM, I think. Um and he had said he had talked to one of the main characters and about doing Clerks 3, and he's like, no. It's like you're, you're forcing it. We can't force it. It doesn't feel right. You know, it was just like out of it. Like unless everything falls into place and feels perfect, like we just can't do it. And so with that in mind, like a person checking Kevin Smith on it, the creator of it, and him agreeing and going like, oh, you know what? You're absolutely right. And then he backed off for a while. Like I think that they went into it with the best of intentions to have fun with it and just be like, listen, man, let's, 
let's give everybody what they want. That's kind of what everybody's doing these days. It's, you know, uh, Top Gun Maverick. If you like Top Gun, it's Top Gun 2. You know what I mean? It's that's exactly what you want. Um, speaking of which, I would just watch Beavis and Butthead do the universe. I don't know if you know this, but they came out with a new Beavis and Butthead movie, and it's awesome. It is awesome. It's Beavis and Butthead do America part deux. You know what I'm saying? Hot shot style. It's so good. It it lands everything that you want it to land. It has one of my favorite lines I've heard in a comedy all year, which was, uh, Butthead says to Beavis, if you don't get a boner every time you think about her, then you don't know what love is. And you know, sometimes you just got to go with Butthead. He's right. And he does it in a very Butthead way. It's just fantastic. Uh, they really hit all the notes that you wanted to. And, you know, Mike Judge is just, he's a treasure. He's, Beavis and Butthead is one of those under the radar, like, fantastic shows. Like, not even good. Like, just so good. So good. I mean, it spun off, you know, other fantastic animated shows. Um, King of the Hill, Daria. You know, some other shit, I'm sure. Uh, so Beavis and Butthead do the universe. It's on Paramount Plus. It's worth the ten dollars. I had a conversation with my wife about it. I was like, "We're doing this," and we did. Nine ninety nine later, I'm a happy man. Oh, it's always hard to get that ninety nine though. Uh, so yeah, Clerks three is coming out later this year. I don't know when in theaters this fall is what it says. Who knows what that means? Uh, but this week, I believe, maybe next week, whatever, D.B. Cooper, Where Are You? comes out on Netflix. And I'm kind of fascinated with D.B. Cooper's story, even though I don't really know too much about it. I never really dove into it because I kind of get obsessive about those kind of things. Not to where it's like, that's all I think about, but... It is something where I'll, I'll dive deep and get into the crevices of it and be like, oh, what's the, what's the untold? What's the weird parts of this? It's like, oh, you probably don't want to know this. I'm like, yeah, that's the stuff I go for. And until I find that, I kind of keep digging. So I've been like kind of kept it at arm's length. So I'm interested to watch this. I am going to watch this. This is going to be like my, uh, my aperitif, if you will of the D.B. Cooper story. Um, I'll dip my toes in the water with this Netflix, uh, whatever it is. I don't think it's a doc or a biopic. I don't know what it is. It's called D.B. Cooper, Where Are You? You've got a machine. Fucking look it up, brother. Oh, man, on that note, uh, please do yourself a favor and listen to this week's Spotify playlist, which is Paul Wall and Alanis Morissette. It's a good one. Surprisingly fantastic mixture. You would not imagine what it is. I don't know why I turned into Johnny Depp all of a sudden. But it's important that uh, you follow us on Instagram. You can follow us at Black Irish Pod. You can follow me at Brendallis7. You can follow Mike at Black Irish213. And for every episode he misses, I'm going to give out one letter of his secret handle. 
Not today, though. So, that being said, uh, do us a favor. Share. Tell somebody about us. Give us some feedback. Let me know if you like the solo episode, don't like the solo episode. If you like it with a guest host, we had guest host Jeff Clark once. He was rad. Um, that was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun, but I don't know if everybody else enjoyed it. So, uh, give some feedback. Whatever you like. And... If you've hung on this long to the episode, I've got some exciting info. Uh, we got hats coming. Hats, hats, hats. Uh, limited run. So if you want some more information, uh, DM me. Because we're doing a very limited run. So only the people that listen to the whole episode are going to get this information. All right. On that note, love y'all. Uh, take care of each other. Mike, uh, we love you and miss you. And we will see you next week. And let's see what else. Is there something else? Nothing else. I'm going to back, uh, be back doing stand-up, going out, looking at shows, doing shows, open mics. Going to start trying to get on some real stuff here coming up pretty quick. So uh, check out my Instagram for that. And I'll let you know, even if I'm doing open mics, I'm going to start letting everybody know because I don't give a shit. Come check me out. All right. On that note, uh, take it easy. Love y'all. Later.